What's up everybody, Chris here with Actualization Station. And that may not be the name for too much longer because I've been mulling over this idea for a little while here and with the uh, encouragement of a friend of mine, I am thinking I'm going to move forward on this. So the new name is going to be Actual I, spelled A-C-T-U-A-L-I, with an eyeball as the dot on that eye. And what's the meaning of that? Well, it's, it's going to take several podcasts to go over in depth, and I'll probably spend the rest of my life trying to express this idea. But it's an old one. It's been around for a long time, and it's it was inspired by a meditation technique known as self-inquiry, which was espoused by greats such as Ramana Maharshi and Jiddu Krishnamurti. And the uh, invitation is to ask oneself during that meditative, that meditative practice, to ask oneself, who am I? To try and find out ultimately what's at the bottom of who we are. Like, who are we? We're, you know, and we can list off all of these things. Well, I'm this person. This is my name. I was born at this date in this place. And these are my interests. And this is what I believe in and all of that. That's, that's all kind of superfluous, though, because there's, there's a part of us that's watching ourselves describe ourselves there's a part of us that notices as uh, when emotions arise when our thoughts arise uh, you can notice a thought you can notice a feeling and what is it that's noticing and so the direction of the inquiry then in this sort of meditation is on that sense of being that sense of here right now the feeling of i the feeling of of beingness itself. And we stay with that. We focus our attention on that. It's like turning attention back in on itself. So I, uh, I've been writing a little bit recently and I wanted to share with you some of these thoughts. We'll start off with uh, something I wrote the other night. We've been reeling from the shock of becoming self-conscious ever since by our thoughts we orphaned ourselves from our connection with this world. This world from whence we spring, we thousand hair-headed, endlessly expressive human beings, we earthlings, we universelings, spreading out our feelers within an infinite self. Okay, so that sounds very metaphorical. Um, I'm trying to speak clearly as possible here. There's so many ways to point at this ineffable experience that we call life. And this is just one way that I'm trying here. I would like to share this, this feeling that's accessible to us all at all times. It's such a familiar feeling. It's the feeling of home in, in a very deep way. We've been reeling from the shock of becoming self-conscious. So at some point, as a species, we became self-aware. Uh, self-aware enough to reflect upon our very existence. And that's something that other animals don't quite do the way we do. Certainly not to this 
this extent. Um, so we've, we've been orphaned from this world by our, by our own thoughts, our own self-descriptions. We get caught up thinking that we are this, this personal reference that we all have, this psychological sense of self, this ego, this personage, this cast image. But that cast image, if you look closely, it is a mirage. It's something that, in fact, changes over time. And that's, that's what's beautiful, is that we can constantly modify and morph and change ourselves and our being. You know, you might have never liked country music, but then you hear something you like, and you're, you know, suddenly now you like country music too. It's possible for any of us to find appreciation in things that come from the heart. At least that's what I feel. And I certainly want to be sharing more of that with you guys here as we go forth. And I am going to commit myself to doing this more often uh, so that we can share these moments and we can return to this now because now is so peaceful. It's not burdened by our thoughts, our expectations over what we want to happen in the future and our reservations over things that have happened in the past. We, We let all of that go when we meditate. And you can meditate at any time. It doesn't just have to be sitting in the morning or in the afternoon or whenever you like to meditate. It can be, our whole lives can be a meditation. So there's that. And then here's a few quotes that I picked up from a book that I'm reading that my friend Gary Burgle, who was on the podcast previously, uh, shared with me. It's called The Art of Stillness by Pico Iyer. And it's about this uh, travel writer's uh, visit with Leonard Cohen and how he learned the art of stillness from him. It's really good. And a few quotes that were in the first chapter uh, I wanted to share with you guys. So this first one is from William James. He was a humanist psychologist. And um, the quote goes as follows. The greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another we can choose to believe our thoughts or not and I like to recommend not to believe any thoughts and then just choose the ones that seem useful because our brain is constantly rattling off it's practicing language it's constantly trying to protect itself that's the mind's job but it's really really overprotective especially since We're not living in the wild anymore, and we're not having to do that complex problem-solving scenario for every single movement that we're going to make. Uh, It's a little bit different now, and we've certainly socialized and tamed ourselves to a significant degree. We can all sit together on a plane or a bus and be complete strangers and not be at each other's throats, which is something quite unique for primates. So we upright, forward-thinking hominids can uh, utilize our minds as tools or we can become victims of our minds and become owned by our minds, become slaves to our minds. So that's the idea there. We don't there we don't have to uh, believe thoughts outright. And then another quote I picked up from reading The Art of Stillness is one by Henry David Thoreau. It matters not where or how far you travel but how much alive you are. It matters not where or how far you travel, but how much alive you are. 
I woke up this morning feeling really gray, like just feeling down and dragging. I had a lot of trouble sleeping last night and didn't get very many Z's before arising this morning. And so I, uh, you know, I, I put on a talk, um, uh, some Tony Robbins that just happened to be in my YouTube feed. And it was the perfect talk that really, really lifted me up. He's such a passionate guy. I love Tony. And then uh, I put on some, some new music that the band's been working on, or actually is something that our, our drummer slash sometimes guitarist, Mark Flegel, busted out uh, at practice uh, just last sat Saturday. And this one's really, really sticking with me. I, I love it. It's such a good feeling. And that song lifted me up. So thank you, Mark, for that. And, and then I started feeling better. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a walk. So I grabbed my, my coffee, you know, poured it in a thermos. I, I went outside. I took some pictures of the beautiful world and sat with it for a moment. And then I ended up walking around and noticing beauty that I hadn't noticed before in my hometown of Martinsburg, West Virginia here. And this is where I live now. And it's, uh, you know, it's run down in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of really cool people here. And despite the amount of struggle that goes on and the uh, rampant problems of addiction that are cursing so many of our cities, there is so much beauty. And there's good people here as well. I visited our local Let There Be Rock school. The band's got a show there on Saturday that I'm really excited to really excited for we get to rock with these kids and several other bands and it's it's uh, for the four state punk rock flea market which is benefiting the let there be rock school so that's really exciting and uh yeah you know so there's all that going on and now i'm going to read to you guys uh, a little bit more uh, thoughts that i had written down that went along with the actualization station podcasts, posts that I put up on Instagram and Facebook today. And this first one, it was, was a picture of railroad tracks. And I was looking at this old rock that had been revealed when they laid these tracks that is still there. And the roots of roots and limbs of trees hanging down. And, uh, you know, there's these butterflies flying all around. And so I, I wrote this. The ongoing moment, the forever open and available beauty of the now, the ever-flowing presence behind all impressions that holds the troubled mind and takes in all sensations. Here one can sigh, a contented sigh, as easy as the current of air this butterfly's wings glide upon as he comes to rest beside. And while I was walking, I was noticing this part of the uh, brick pathway that takes the place of a sidewalk for a bit on one of these blocks here. And through all of the brick, there was grass that had been growing out for a long time, and it made a really cool pattern. And so I wrote this. For those with eyes to see, the pattern lies infinite behind everything. If only I had known how to show this bliss before. Though so often fleeting, it's always been here, waiting for acceptance, patient for communion. Stirring as existence, 
always has, always will. It implores, even as it moves through you too, ancient and unknowable, waiting to emerge from every crack and fissure, from every bottomless hole, to forever thrive, reside, smile and struggle for what is already, always, emergent. Resistance has only ever increased to my suffering. In pushing against it, it persists and magnifies itself, relentless. It matches my ability. It answers my pressure and denial, yet keeps pace with all our promise, asking, we accept all just as it is. Life, with all its contrast and glory, spread out here before us, innate and infinite, it radiates self-evidently. I think I'll call that one self-evidence. So I'd like to go into this one a little bit. There's some good stuff here, I think. None of this is information to be memorized. It's all just invitation to this moment right now as you're sitting here or driving or whatever you're doing. For those with eyes to see, the pattern lies infinite behind everything. If only I had known how to show this bliss before. Though so often fleeting, it's always been here. Waiting for acceptance, patient to commune with us. What am I talking about? I'm talking about existence. I say it there in the next line, stirring as existence. Always has, always will. This universe... I use the word ineffable for it a lot because it is unexplainable, it's inexplicable, it's, it's impossibly vast. We don't know precisely how it began, but we can track it down to within millionths of a second after the Big Bang commenced. Yet we don't know exactly how or why it happened entirely, and, and probably never will. We don't know where the universe ends, we just know as far as we can tell as far as we can see. And there's an underlying pattern to everything. I don't know if pattern is the right word, but it's a, it's a close approximation. There is like the metaphor of the matrix in the movie. There's this, the underlying uh, binary zeros and ones that make up reality. The code, the deep code of reality is what I'm speaking to here. There is you know, the same atoms flowing through us and every object around us, and we're sharing them with each other. And we can see how everything can stitch itself together in beautiful ways, and there can be accordance, there can be alignment, there can be moments that are significant in a, in a very heartwarming, special, inspiring way. And so I... Uh, you know, that's, that's the stuff I live for. I, I, I love it. And it's instantly accessible in every moment. The moment that you think of as mundane is filled with this infinite potential, this outpouring of creative energy that birthed the cosmos and we out from the cosmos. As I wrote in the uh, previous poem, we thousand-hair-headed 
beings, we extensions of earth and the universe, we earthlings, we universelings, we think of ourselves as separate. But really, we've just cataloged things and labeled them to be able to talk about them and to be able to measure them and all of that. So we got a word for universe, we got a word for planet, a word for our planet. In fact, we have this star that we rotate around that we call the sun. But really, we, are, we were all born, or at least the atoms that make us, were born from the explosions of stars. Who knows how many millions or billions of years in the past that collected and massed into this planet and ourselves now, that have grown out from it. And we are the universe. You know, that's, that's just the word we have for the cosmos, whatever... Whatever word you want to apply to it doesn't matter. It's this one ongoing thing that we are inexplicably a part of. We can't break ourselves apart from this universe. There is no human without a universe. There is no earth without a universe. And we are aspects of this universe that have achieved self-consciousness, self-awareness, and are able to reflect back on itself. So literally, we are like the universe's eyes. We are like the universe coming to consciousness through itself. Yet the universe is born from something beyond time. And I believe, I feel that we can tap into that timeless experience that we call the moment. We can experience this sense of peace that is found in presence just being with no description of what's happening, you know, no no ongoing. We kind of watch the ongoing monologue rather than allow ourselves to be pulled by the train of thoughts. That's the practice of meditation, just being and allowing the thoughts to come and go like leaves in the water going by, like clouds in the sky. There's a lot of different metaphors for this. And we get stuck on the metaphors. We get stuck at the finger pointing at the moon as Bruce Lee broke down one time. It's, it's this, right now, right here. A deep breath into the belly, the feeling of the body, the feeling of the air around you, the sounds, the feeling of existence, of presence. It's the most beautiful thing, and it's always here, it's always accessible. I want you guys to be able to experience that too. It's a release, it's a break from the tired mind's thinking, from frustration, from stress, from having to think about things and feeling like we have to stay caught up with all the problems as they arise. Just take 10 minutes here or there. And the worse you're feeling, the longer I would encourage you to meditate, to be in this place. We're coming up on 20 minutes. I'm going to try and allow for a break here. And then we'll go on to the uh, last post that I made today. Today, it, it was more than a slightly unfurled bud. It was a flower with other new buds around it. And took a little picture of it, and I wrote, Today she blooms for you, her open heart, once so consumed with survival, now surrenders to the light, and now every petal expresses the longing to surrender fully to the flow that stirred inside since the day she was born. 
Today she blooms for you. This can be any of us. This can be a loved one. This could be the flower. Her open heart, once so consumed with survival, this can be life itself. And when we have an open heart, we can surrender to the flow of life, to the light that grows ourselves and everything around us. And now every petal expresses having surrendered. Every petal expresses the longing to surrender fully to the flow, the flow of life that has stirred inside since the day she was born. We struggle to survive. We struggle, especially from the very first moment of life outside of the womb. We struggle through the birth process. We struggle to understand and comprehend what's happening around us. But when we surrender to love, to the socializing aspect of ourselves, what a beautiful, beautiful trait that we have as human beings and how beautifully it expresses itself in our poetry, in our paintings, in our music. we got to give ourselves more credit. We think of ourselves as a curse to this planet nowadays, and I don't think that's true at all because I don't think we're separate from this planet. I think we are this planet and this is just part of the process. And we're learning as we go. We weren't born these perfect angels that are already fully evolved and know everything. We're learning as we go. And we're doing so much better than we think. We've lifted half the world out of, out of poverty in just the last couple decades. We have much lower violent crime in the cities than we used to. We are much more equal than ever before. And now our laws reflect that. And maybe not the entire culture, but our laws do. So I don't think it's entirely systemic as people would suggest, but that's another, that's another conversation. We don't need to toy with that right now. The longing to surrender to the flow of life, to be at one with this expression of existence, to commune with it, to be in a deep relationship with it in which we aren't attached to any outcome, but we are, we are fully embracing it just as it is. That's what I want for you guys. And that's why I want to do this more often, continue sharing this with you guys and I think that's about it for today. So I hope everybody's doing well. I know I have some friends that are struggling right now. And uh, just want to let you guys know I love you. I'm thinking of you. I'm here if you need me. And stay tuned because I am going to change the name of this podcast to Actual I. Something a little bit more uh, condensed, a little bit shorter a little bit more memorable, hopefully. Um, I've already drawn up a draft idea for the logo, and I think that this will flow off the tongue much more easily than Actualization Station Podcast. And 
you know, the intention remains the same, but this will allow me to focus things a little bit better. So yeah, love you guys. Talk to you soon. So I saw this little but, uh, flower budding yesterday and right outside of my doorstep.